You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hi there, Duke fans. Welcome to the great DBR experiment, DBR Bites. This is episode number two. At least it's supposed to be. Actually, it's number three. The first one was number zero. I'm not going to get into the numbering thing. It doesn't matter. This is an episode of DBR Bites featuring me, Jason Evans, and I'm joined by Sam Klein on this one. Hey, Sam, how you doing? All right. We're keeping these tight, right? That's the plan, man. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm ready. You're right. Don't need a lot of preamble. Not a lot of setup. Hey, we're Let's do talking it. about we're talking about the bench, talking about the the bench under John Shire, and I want to start it with this because the other day we were talking a little bit uh, about Jaden Shoot, and uh, you know, so many Duke fans have asked why isn't Jaden Shoot playing more? This team is struggling with outside shooting. We appear to have a kid who, not appear, we have a kid who is touted by many as the best outside shooter in the entire high school class, uh, who who committed to Duke and is is sitting over there and not getting much playing time. And I said, uh, you know what? I was at the Clemson game, and in the post-game news conference, I, I asked John Shire a question, and my question was not, why isn't Jaden Shoot getting to play more? And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should have asked about Jaden Shoot. So I got on the Monday edition of the ACC coaches teleconference, and I got to ask John Shire a question, and I came, I went out, and I just went ahead and said it. I said, John... Why is Jaden shoot playing more? Here's what he had to say. Yeah, well, uh, Jason, Jaden's done a great job in practice. Uh, I can tell you after every game we're evaluating at all. And, and Jaden's been a guy who I really believe in deeply. He's, you know, has ability to shoot from beyond the three. And uh, that's something we're going to consider and talk about because he's he's capable. And you're looking at everything. You're looking at all the options. And, uh, you know, you don't want to make it just about the three-point shooting. I mean, we've won games with shooting poorly from three. We still have to play to our strengths. Other guys have played well and, you know, have uh, you know have been ready to play. But Jaden is a guy that has to stay ready, just like anybody. Believe in him. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens here moving forward. Now, Sam, I think that answer was fairly predictable. It, it's both accurate and predictable, which was John saying, hey, we're evaluating things all the time. And Jaden's working really hard in practice and getting better and better. And we will always look, uh, you know, at every opportunity um, for ways to improve this team. It's it's exactly what I thought he was going to say. Don't don't you agree? Yeah. And and if there's 
if there's a few things that John Shire has taken out of the Coach K playbook, it's, you know, I'll give you just enough to be interesting, but not enough to really tell you what's going on. And and we, we know that, that the program is being a little more open about stuff, but I imagine that internally this is probably one of the most frustrating things outside of the injuries to the guys who were definitely expected to play big minutes this year. We now obviously have to add Jeremy Roach to the list of Lively and, and Whitehead. But with Jaden Shoot, I am sure coming into the season, given that we we didn't hear any you know talk of red shirting, there, there wasn't any of that stuff coming in. I imagine that John Shire thought, man, I hope this kid is is ready to play and and get minutes off the bench, whether that's in like a, a Grayson Allen role from, from his freshman season, uh, maybe even or as much as maybe the role that Andre Dawkins played on that national championship team where, you know, he was a late add to the, um, to the roster. He, he reclassified to come in and, and was really spelling all three of the guards, Shire Smith and Singler that year who, we're, we're basically all expected to play close to 40 minutes. So right. Shire is, is, is trying to, you know, figure out what, what shoot can do. And as we said on the last show, there is some sort of minimum level of, of performance that I'm sure he's looking for in practice before he says, yes, uh, it's time for Jaden to get into the rotation. I'm frankly surprised that we haven't seen more of it, but, but this feels like one of those times where Shire is trying to, you know, whether it's motivate, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's just trying to like be honest with himself about what he's seeing in practice, there does seem to be some method to this because, you know, Jacob Grandison's minutes are, are fluctuating. Jalen Blake's minutes are fluctuating. There were, there was a period where it was like, Jalen Blake's is definitely a starter. Jalen Blake's is playing crunch time minutes. And, yep. and we are just not seeing that with Jaden shoot. Yeah. And the other thing to note is, and I feel like I need to say this virtually every time we have this conversation, we're not there in practice. We don't know how these guys are performing. Uh, Sam, I think it was you who who pointed out on the la- last podcast when we were having a little bit of this discussion. You were like, look, watching guys in games is just a tiny snapshot compared to what the coaches get when they see these guys in practice, when they see these guys, you know, just in general workouts and other stuff like that. So for us to be sitting here saying, John, you should be playing Jaden Shoot. We don't know what we're talking about. I want to be 100% clear. We don't know what we're talking about compared to the knowledge that John Shire and the rest of his coaching staff has about these players. I want to throw a few numbers at you because I don't know if we've actually discussed this uh, in depth Oh, this will be this will be interesting because I would, I have a ton of numbers as well. Give me yours what, first. Well, the, the, I, I'm curious if you pulled the, the Ken Palm bench minutes numbers. Uh, Sam, we think alike. We so, think exactly like, go ahead. All right. How, yours and I'll see if you have anything to say that I wasn't already going to say. <laughs> how far back did you go? That's the, that's the, that's the first question I ask you. Okay. So, so we should set this up for folks this year in 2023, Duke is giving 34.1% of its minutes to the bench, little over 34%. And that is a pretty historically high number for the blue devils. Uh, I went back in 2020, we gave 35.6% of minutes to the bench. Uh, that that was the year, uh, you know, Vernon Carey, Trey Jones. But other than those two guys, we were, you know, we we're giving minutes to Alex O'Connell, to Joey Baker, to Javin Delaurier, to Jack Justin White. Robinson. Justin Robinson came on late in the year. Actually, yeah, uh, in, in a big, big way. That That year is an outlier, though. I went back all the way to 2009 
in 2009, I found another year where Duke was above 30% bench minutes. So again, this year, 2023, we're at 34%. In 2020, we're a little above 35%. 2009 and 2000, actually 2012 and 2009 are the two years the Duke was also above 30%. Other than that, we're all in the low 20s in terms of percentage of minutes given to the bench. Did you go back further than 2009? I didn't go back farther than that, but I did also want to give the context that the uh, Ken Palm always gives you the, you know, the raw number and the rank uh, relative right. to the country. The other thing to note here is that it's not I I didn't check the the trend over time because he publishes the average over time. So I, I didn't check the way that the trends are going. But in uh, all really of quick, that I'll, time, I'll, really quick, I'll, I'll tell you because I did check the trend uh, pretty consistently. It, there's not a a a different not, trend in college. Bench, basketball. bench usage is, is not going up or going down. Bench usage almost every year is about 30 or 31 percent of minutes. The average NGA team gives. 30 to 31% of minutes to their bench. It almost never comes in below 30%. There are a couple of years where it spikes to like 31.3 or 31.5, but it's pretty consistent that teams give about 30 to 31% of their minutes to their bench. So with that context, as of right now, Duke is 97th in the country in terms of bench minutes usage, uh, which as you note, their bench usage is, wow, I am having a very hard time saying bench usage. That's a, that's a tough phrase. Tough phrase. Oh my goodness! Uh, it's a, I, I didn't do my I'm editing. Uh, none of this out. This is all. I didn't do my in. vocal warm ups today. So Duke is 97th in the country this year. Uh, that year, the other year that you mentioned, 2020, Duke was 75th in the nation, basically in the same range. In all these other years, they've basically been in the 300s, with a couple years in the 200s. So when you know we we've talked this year about how much slower the Blue Devils are playing this year relative to to most prior years and that is a change that we've adjusted to bench usage is also uh relative to the rest of the country much higher than it usually is so duke is is in the top 100 for only the second time in this you know let's say in the one and done era uh you know including one year of john shire and all those other years of coach k usually duke is in the bottom half of the nation in, in terms of bench minutes and we're, we're seeing that right we're like we said, we're we're seeing guys like Jacob Grandison play real roles. Jalen Blake's in, you know, other than his couple of starts, uh, the the games where Tyrese Proctor has gone to the bench where Jeremy Roach was healthy. It's not like he was he was gone forever. Look, Ryan Young wasn't supposed to be <laughs> wasn't supposed to be a, a exactly. starter this year. And the situation with him is maybe pumping up the the bench usage more than than it would have. But even going into the season, we said this team is going to be deeper. So What's the conclusion from this, Jason? What I take from from these numbers is that Shire is trying to to figure out lineup combinations that work. We don't I, I don't I don't think we've gotten to a point yet where we know who's coming in next. It, it, it feels like it's pretty fluid game to game. And I, I think it further supports our theory that we don't have you know hard evidence for that Jaden Shute has not cleared the bar yet for John Shire. And and right. Christian Reeves, you know, we, I don't think we have to get into the discussion of, of what yeah. was the plan with Christian Reeves this year, but Christian Reeves has not cleared the bar. Kale Catchings has not ke- cleared the bar. And that is something that they're doing in practice. And I am sure that there is a, a development plan for each of them that you, know, you don't need five assistant coaches to, to run a practice, but you do need that to work with all these guys individually and figure out like, what is their, their plan here? 
So I am sure that 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 is happening. The thing that I'm most curious about is, well, I guess in the near term, I'm curious if Shoot is going to get any minutes down the stretch. My guess is not, because if to this point he hasn't demonstrated it, the the competition mostly gets harder uh, through the rest of the season. And, you know, assuming that the Duke is in the NCAA tournament, they're probably now looking at something more like a five, six, seven seed, which means that, yeah, they're, they're maybe favored in their first game, but they're not favored after that. So Duke will have a lot more games at the end of the season where they're not favored, where they're playing tougher competition. I don't know if that's the time to insert new players. We always have to go back and think about the Grayson Allen situation from 2015 because right. it's a notable exception to this. Justin Robinson, I think, would have stood out even more from 2020 if that season had continued to play. But uh, generally speaking, Duke doesn't, and, and most teams aren't inserting new players into the lineup in significant minutes or even even spot minutes late in the season. I don't think we're going to see much of Jaden shoot down the stretch. So how is Duke going to deal with with their three-point shooting going forward? And then what is the conversation like with Jaden shoot after the season? Because you could see this going both ways where either he says, look, I, I got, you know, I got screwed here. Like I didn't, I didn't get minutes and, and I thought I was going to get minutes. Something tells me that John Shire did not <laughs> tell Jaden shoot that he was going to get big minutes this year. Even if, you know, I'm sure he's playing less than he right. thought he was going to. So does he come back next year and say, all right, like I had a tough year. I didn't get in the games. I didn't demonstrate what I needed to. It's time to, you know, whatever, whatever it is, like, play better defense, work on my body, whatever it is in the off season. That's going to be a fascinating storyline for me this spring and summer. All right. So I got a lot to react to what you just said, but believe it or not, we are going long enough on this edition of bites that we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back from the break, do bench minutes correlate to success in NCAA basketball? I'll answer that question in just a moment. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. All right, we're back. And, and Sam, first thing I want to do is react to a little bit of what you're talking about regarding specifically regarding Jaden Shoot, because that's the launching off point for this. And I'm inclined mostly to agree with you that I think that he's probably not going to find the role that that I think a lot of us hoped and 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 think, you know, maybe he could make a difference for this team. And, and I'll tell you why I think it's unlikely. I looked at another set of numbers when I was going back, back historically through those Duke teams, as you and I were discussing the percentage of bench minutes. I was looking at the number of guys who play more than a third of the minutes. 
number of guys who ha- who play at least 33% of games translates to about 13, 12, 13, 14 minutes per game. That's my that's my cutoff point. This current Duke team has nine guys, actually has nine guys playing 35% of minutes or more. That's a big number. So what we're talking about with Jaden Shoot is, hey, do we want to do we want our depth to go all the way to 10? Do we want, you know, do we add one more guy to it? Jeremy Roach is coming back from injury. I mean, the notion that we would have, because uh, we're going to have to incorporate 70% of, of, you know, one position's available minutes, at least, to Jeremy Roach as he returns. The idea that we would also find some time for Jaden Shute, to me, I just don't think it's going to happen. But but like I said, nine guys playing 35% for Duke. I went back through history and looked at that. Last year, we only had six guys play more than a third of minutes. I, I before Because I didn't look at this, Jason, before you yeah. give us the answer here. I can't imagine that there's been a year like in the Ken Palm era when, when Duke played nine guys. Uh, so I, I'll admit, I didn't go all the way back to 2000 because I'm like, at, at a certain point, you know, you what just, are you, you really you've learning? proven that, that this thing is yeah. an outlier. I, I went back to 2009 again. There is no year. I'm going to repeat this. There is no year where Duke had more than seven players play more than 33% of minutes. This year, we have nine doing it. The year that comes the closest is that 2020 year we talked about, uh, that, that 2020 season where 35% of minutes came from the bench. Duke had seven guys playing 33%, and then we had Javin Delorier and Alex O'Connell, who both were just a little under. They were they were at like 30 and 32%. And some I, of this is driven by that. injuries, right? Yes. Because, because you have the Kyrie Irving year, you have the Zion Williamson year, you have Emil Jefferson had an injury. So... Duke has had more injuries, I think, this year than like more, you know, lasting, uh, long recovery in season injuries to key players because there's now three players this season for Duke who who have sustained injuries that have you know limited right. their minutes in certain games. But to your point, though, uh, it, even even considering that, it's still an outlier. Yeah, yeah, and and again, as I looked, I mean, for the most part. It's five or six. It's really six guys. Six is the number. We always joke. Coach K, you know, gets down to his 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 starters and one sub, and that's what the number almost always. You know, last year it was six. In twenty twenty one, it was. And again, this is number of guys playing a third of games, or a third of minutes or more, thirty three percent or more. In twenty twenty one, it was six. In twenty eighteen, it was five. In twenty seventeen, it was six. Twenty sixteen was. I can go on and on and on. It's almost always six guys. So again, we're at nine guys this year. Those of us who are complaining about Jaden shoots minutes, how many more minutes do you think we should be playing guys that we, you know, because we're distributing things so much. And then the other part of this, Sam, and I promised this before we went to break, is there a correlation? Is there anything you can find if you go ahead and look, Hey, who are the teams who play their benches the most and who are the teams that play their benches the least? And does either factor relate to a team being good or bad? And I found zero correlation. The teams that use the, their bench the most this year, here they are, North, Northeastern, Dartmouth, UMass, and Georgia. The teams that use their bench the least, Notre Dame actually uses their bench the least of any team. Marshall, Rice, and Delaware are the others. And so the other thing to look at is like Houston, Alabama, Tennessee, UCLA, Purdue. The teams that are at the very, very top of the sport this year, the best teams in the land, they are all within like a point or two of average bench usage. All those teams are like right at, you know, 29, 30, 31% bench usage. So it would appear being average 
is is a sign of the best teams in terms of bench usage. And then the last thing I wanted to note, Sam, is that it's worth noting that it's only mid-January. And we alluded to this earlier. You were talking about, you know, oh, the games are going to get more com- competitive. The great unanswered question is whether John Shire is going to squeeze things for his bench even more as we get down the stretch and we get into more and more competitive ACC games. Because that's what we saw Coach K often do. We, we would have years where back in November and December, we'd go, oh, it looks like Coach K's playing his bench more. And we'd suddenly hit February. And you'd be like, there are only six guys playing. <laughs> that happened all the time. And, and we don't know whether that's going to be the case with John John Shire. I've seen, I've seen some signs that he may be leaning that way. Look at Kyle Filipowski's minutes. He was pretty much consistently in the mid to upper 20s in terms of minutes played throughout November and December. The past three games... He's been at 32, 35, and 35 minutes. Mark Mitchell, past three games, 35, 35, 28. Tyrese Proctor. Now, look, I know Jeremy Roach being out has really impacted this, but Tyrese Proctor's minutes, past three games, 32, 27, 37. And this is all, Jason, especially Filipowski. It's interesting that that's happening at the same time that you know, we're, we're talking about him like hitting, a, I mean, until this past week, he was like hitting a bit of a wall, right? He was slowing exactly. down. As a fi- even though he's scoring points, his efficiency is going down. But Shire thinks that, you know, that's still the best formula is to have him on the floor, even if he's not hitting shots at the same clip that he was earlier in the season. Yeah, exactly. So uh, look, we, we will, we will see how it progresses over the next couple of weeks as to whether or not Jaden, Jaden shoot gets any time at all and whether or not John Shire you know, begins to tighten the rotation. It's something really interesting to look at with this Duke team and uh, we'll see how it progresses. But that's going to wrap it up here for episode number two of DBR Bites. Sam Klein, thank you so much for joining me and chatting uh, about Duke's bench and about, uh, you know, whether or not John Shire is going to play things the same way as Coach A. I, I think so far, it looks like he probably isn't, but we will see how it all plays out. Again, we will be back with you, you know, if there's major news to talk about regarding any Duke Blue Devil team. And for John, uh, for Sam, not for John, <laughs> for I Sam. Didn't, I didn't know that I was John Shire. I think, he, <laughs> I think he's got like a foot on me. Yeah, exactly right. For for Sam, I'm Jason. DBR Bites wrapping it up. Here's the Duke band. Play us out. Take us home.